0: i'm ellen and i'm alex and this is our podcast uniquely portable magic where we talk about all things books this week we are talking
1: about these twisted bonds by lexi ryan it is the second in the duology um the first being these hollow vows and so we continue our adventure with Abriella um in the fairy world with uh the two brothers that she has been interacting with um twists and turns you never know uh whose relationship is going to do what next um always a good love triangle situation heck yeah um and so i am not spoiling anything with that
0: because that was happening in the first book it is continuing into the second book um but with that being said we will be talking in depth about this book and probably by extension the first one because you can't really talk about a second book without talking about a first book um so if you don't like spoilers then uh go read them i strongly recommend it come back we'd love to talk to you about it or have you listened to us talk about it <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't care about spoilers we still don't get it but you're welcome to stay <laughs> absolutely so ellen yes
1: Let's start with our favorite characters. Okay. How many favorite characters
0: did you have? Three and a half. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> and really it's like two and three quarters? Well, it's like two and a half and then one that isn't like a favorite, but just a step down and it really kind of surprised me. Okay, so anyways. <clears throat> mm-hmm unsurprisingly, Brie and Finn are oh my God, I love them so much. I'm pretty sure they were my favorites in the first one too. um but I just I really love her journey throughout this book. I really think it's it felt super relatable, you know, to me at least, and uh, Finn is just magical, <laughs> like he's just he's such a good male character, you know, and he <laughs> maybe I'm a little in love with him. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, what?
1: Being in love with fictional characters that never happens.
0: Never. <laughs> no. Um, and Then my so my two and a half my half is Misha. I thought he was hilarious and I loved the dynamic he added to the book and to the um, to the book
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really enjoyed him too yeah um Um, at first I was like who is this how does he relate to who we know already because I like we've reading the second book obviously since it came out much later than the first book like I obviously don't remember a lot of what happened (laughs) or like it took me a while into reading this one to remember who all the characters were and everything so I was like okay, I think I'm supposed to know who this character is, but just that we've never been introduced to him, but, like, I can't figure this right. all out. <laughs> it took a long time. Um,
0: I spent a good chunk of the book really hoping that what we were seeing was actually him, which, thankfully, it was. But, like, there was a there was a little bit of me that was really worried that we were seeing a a, a part of him or what he wanted people to see. You know, I was just mm-hmm. worried. Um, but, thankfully, that was not... Yeah. Um, well, that's because
1: all of the previous male ruling or ruling adjacent uh, hoping to rule correct male characters. They've been a little, um, sm- little smarmy, been,
0: a little yeah. lie Yep. Smarmy is exactly. not quite the right word. lie is... Deceptive. I like lie better. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the one that is not quite on the same par as the other Two and a half. <laughs> um, but that really surprised me was Bash. Um, I, after the end of the first book, and actually throughout a good chunk of this book, I was so ready to hate him and I was so ready to just like write him off and, and just, you know, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Um, but his storyline was so compelling and his redemption was so well done in my eyes that I was like, wow, this is this is some pretty phenomenal writing, Ms. Lexi. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I it, mm. I didn't forgive him for anything that he had done, but like it I felt that he made the right moves to move forward from what he had done
1: uh it- I, I don't know I mean <laughs> I see where you're coming from but he's not anywhere near a favorite character for me um, which is funny because I think he potentially was last time I don't remember yeah um but uh, yeah I had so many problems with him this time around as I did last time as well however I initially was starting to fall for him like at the beginning of this book, remember how like you in the last book really did not like Sebastian and were all like thin all of the way. Heck yeah, And you I kept can't, like going. You can't steer
0: me away from a broody dark haired guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I kept going back and forth and kept like, um, I don't know, forgiving Sebastian over and over and over again. Oh, uh, I remember. And then finally by the <laughs> end, I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. But then as soon as this book started up again, I started falling for, like, all of the things that he says to her all the time, and then there was just, like, I don't know when it happened, but all of a sudden, I was just, like, every interaction that they had, everything he said, it was just, I, like, couldn't anymore. I was like, no, this is so bad, so toxic, like, yeah, I just cannot handle this relationship. Yeah. And did not, like, him and them together
0: anymore. Oh, like, I yes, deemed redeemed I himself and all that. I didn't but. I didn't want them together. I didn't want her to go back to him. I was just impressed by mostly he's a favorite because I was very impressed by the arc that he made. Like mm-hmm. more than anything. Like gotcha. I think Bree made the right choice. She I'm so proud of her for standing by it and not going back to him and like figuring that all out for herself and all of that. Um, but I just, I thought his story arc was done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I How about you? That. Who were, who was, were your favorite characters?
1: Uh, my favorite character was Finn. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think this book was really helpful in understanding how much I actually like him because you get a lot more insight into what he was thinking in the last book and Mm -hmm. like what a lot of his actions um actually meant to him and like what he had to think through and what his choices were yeah whereas in the last book it was a lot about um like Bree's understanding and just that he was constantly deceiving her like left and right kind of thing Um, so it was harder to like him, though you still did, and I I did, I definitely did a little bit, but was a little more hesitant. I was
0: hook, line, and sinker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but this time around, you could really see, and I think it was also too juxtaposed with Sebastian and getting a better understanding of, like, how much of a boy he is in mm-hmm. comparison to Finn being so much more mature. And, of course, I, I'm always into an older, more mature man. So <laughs> that- I mean, to, to be fair,
0: though, they are both older. <laughs> much older. <laughs> yes.
1: But... <laughs> um, So, yeah, just his... The way that he was thinking about, like, okay, I... Haven't been. I think it said something like, I wasn't raised to lead my kingdom and my people, I was raised to serve, yes, my kingdom and my people. And just that approach, um, especially in comparison to the other ruling figures, except for Misha because he's
0: awesome, um, <laughs> except for Misha because we love him,
1: yeah. Uh, I think really just exemplified like the core of his character and yeah how
0: great he was i agree Mm
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: (sighs) (laughs) all right time to add another fictional character to my long list of who i'm in love with
1: (laughs) totally fine (laughs) we don't have any issues here (sighs) oh my gosh excuse me okay why am I forgetting? Do we do quotes or do we do... Part. Part.
0: Favorite part. Okay. So. Go ahead. <laughs> My favorite part was all of the um, Luna stall scenes. Mm-hmm. I just loved that. I loved the whole concept. I loved the whole, like you hike to the top of the mountain and like the him kneeling before her and washing her feet. And like it just, it just felt very magical, you know, like, Mm. and I just, plus I just loved that they were spending time together and Sebastian wasn't there and (laughs) 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 I was fine with it. (laughs) That's definitely a plus. Um, so (laughs) Yeah, those are that was sort of my favorite part. Slash those okay. were my favorite parts. How about you? Nice.
1: Um, I think my favorite part of the book was when Bree was in the Wild Fae lands. Like, mm-hmm. her meeting Misha and, like, the beginning of their relationship developing. And I think that was the first time that we got to see a ruler where there wasn't deception behind yeah. the at least the forming of their relationship and friendship um and so i think for me that was just much more enjoyable yeah. than getting to experience the beginning of sebastian and finn's relationships with her and then also seeing the rulers just like being with everyday people and having so much involvement in the refugee camps, yeah. um, again, <clears throat> yeah. was just, especially in comparison to the other ruling figures we've seen in this series so far, it was just really, really refreshing and lovely. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this, this is like a part of the book where I feel good reading this, you know? <laughs> um, cause Absolutely. a lot of other parts of the book you just have like, I don't know. It's not as good of a, I'm feeling like really great about what these characters are doing and who they are as people. And
0: right. there's a lot more
1: like back and forth in the majority of the rest of this book. So yeah,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: How many favorite quotes did you have?
0: Um, Four that I wrote down. I'm sure there's probably more, but I was tearing through this book. So <clears throat> I have more favorite quotes than you. Well,
1: it's not a competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had to
0: give you your own comeback. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so my first favorite quote, um, this happens when uh, Misha is showing uh, Bree the, um, what Storm had seen when he was spying on mm them at the court and I of course don't exactly remember exactly what they're talking about but Finn says to his group he says too late is still too late whether it's a minute or a century and I thought that that was really well put and really beautiful because it's that's something to be said about whether it's something on a bigger scale like (laughs) saving a kingdom or just everyday things, you know, if you're too late with whatever it is, an apology, help, whatever, you're it's it's too late. Mhm. No matter how much time has passed. Um and then the next one is something that Misha says to Bree. Um, they're talking about Finn and Bash and um, like her power versus the throne and just sort of like making the right choices and how heavy all of this is and everything like that. Um, and he says to her, none of us ask for the burdens we bear, but that doesn't make the way we handle them any less significant. Um, And I thought that that was beautiful. Like, we've talked about this about characters in other books in the past. Like, having trauma doesn't give you an excuse to treat others badly. And I guess technically it's supposed to be yourself, too, but that's not a lesson Ellen has learned yet. So <laughs> uh we don't have to talk about that part of it. But, like, so it's true. just... um the way we handle the burdens that we have is what makes us who we are, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I also really related to that quote when he said that, especially since it felt like in the beginning of this book, Bree was very much... Um, I don't know. Just saying like I'm not going to be like manipulated anymore. Like you can't do this to me. Yeah. Um and like everything that I have is such a burden, like me having taken like Oberon's power and then XYZ like all of this stuff that I'm responsible for um makes life so hard and everything. And then Misha was like, "Yeah." And all the rest of us also have all this shit happening. So, like, stop, you know, um, yeah, bemoaning all of your, like, hardships um, because all of us have them and it's hard. Or we- not even,
0: not even just, like, don't bemoan them, but, like, you can bemoan them. Right. But you still have to. It's not going to make it go away. Right. And
1: you you have to recognize that other people also have things going on and it's about how they continue to live.
0: Yeah. But I also liked that he was saying that like, yes, you have these burdens and yes, other people have burdens But he was still not saying that her burdens are any less significant, you know, because I feel like that happens a lot where some people are like, well, this happened. And then somebody else is like, oh, well, this happened to me. And it's like, whoa, it's (laughs) it's not a competition just because something shitty happened to both of you doesn't mean one thing is I mean, one thing could be shittier than the other thing. But it doesn't mean that it's not as important to that person, Mm -hmm. at least at that point in time, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Just because your pain is worse, which might be true or, you know, more intense, doesn't mean that theirs isn't also valid, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I liked that he was sort of reminding her of how to act with these burdens without also being like, so suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I did. I liked that a lot, too. Yeah. Um, OK, so number three, uh, Bree says it to bash After their lunch, where he tries to win her back and she tries to get him to switch the bond over to um, Finn, even for just a little bit. And he and Bash is just being a doorknob. (laughs) Um, And he says something to her like, you loved me once or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she said, I loved the male I thought you were twice and both were a lie. And I was like, hell yes, girl. Like, I was just so proud of her throughout so many instances in this book, but especially in that one, that, like, she could recognize that maybe he was doing what he could with what he had, but she wasn't going to just let it slide. And I was so proud of her for, like, recognizing that and moving through it and, like, acknowledging him or to him that, she could help him. She could maybe even care for him. But she would never be his again because of everything that he had done to her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then my last one, um, Bree says it to Finn while they're snuggling on their way to the portal and the willow tree and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about love and all of that fun stuff. (laughs) Um, and he says something to her, like about not deserving love or her love or something. And she says, I don't think love is what we deserve. Excuse me. (laughs) I just changed the whole meaning of that quote. All of a sudden, (laughs) um, she says, I don't think love is about what we deserve. It's an opening of our hearts, not a judgment we make. And I thought that that was really pretty. And, Just, like, in general, but also I liked the idea um, that, because I feel like that should be the case. Like, I feel like I've said this so many times. It costs nothing to be kind to people, and it costs nothing, really, to love people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to earn it. You know, but maybe you have to be worthy of, like, you know, like, it's, and it's a fine line, but, like, I just, I thought it was a really interesting concept about love. and.
1: Yeah, I uh, also had that as one of my favorite quotes, <laughs> because Fancy. I think uh, that's something that I have had to grapple with over the past few years is um realizing that it's not about me having to deserve someone's love by you know being a good person or you know xyz yeah um it can just be right like whether it's a parent to child or whatever yeah like i don't have to um i think for me it was a lot of like recognizing my parents loved me because they were my parents and not because like i got good grades or you know whatever like if I did something bad it wouldn't result in me like no longer having their love or whatever um so then when she said that I was like "Uh uh-huh yep (laughs) that sounds about right that sounds like Um, something I'm working on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you have that moment where you're like, okay, book, thanks for doing this to me.
1: (laughs) Yep. Thanks for reminding me of all my
0: insecurities. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So you said that was one of them. How many more do you have?
1: Um, I have four more. Ooh. Okay. So my first favorite quote. Is one of the instances when Bree and Misha are talking.
0: And out louder in their
1: noggins. Aloud. Okay. To each other aloud. Um and I think they're just I don't know, they're talking about like life or their experiences or yada yada and um <laughs> and he says something that is Like, very much, I think, what she was thinking at the time. Like, she was feeling really lonely, and he commented on loneliness or something. And she was like, wait a minute, I thought you weren't a seer. Like, I thought your, like, magical abilities were more, like, talking mind to mind and hearing thoughts. Not that you can, like, like, see what's happening in the future or whatever. And he says that he's not. And that he's very, very, very old. And then the quote, I recognize a good soul when I meet one. And good souls are never alone for long.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I I know. And I was like, Misha, are you talking to me? Are you saying that (laughs) I am a good soul and that I will not be alone for long? Because I've been, I don't know why I've been, um struggling with, like, feelings of loneliness, like, the past month or so, too. And so I was, when you were saying, like, Brie is one of your favorite characters because she's been very relatable in this book, I totally feel that. Yeah. Because there are multiple things about what she's been struggling with in this book, and especially, like, the loneliness um, aspect of it that I have also just been feeling recently. And so that was, like, one, just the way that it was said, and written was really beautiful. Um, but also it's a different way to say, like, you're not going to be alone yeah. um, in a very eloquent and beautiful way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what I liked what I liked about that, too, was that it wasn't even just necessarily that he was talking about, like, romantically alone. Oh, you yeah. Know? No. Like, it was just your people will find you mm-hmm yeah
1: yeah me too uh okay so my next quote also I have little rubber ducky um magnetic bookmarks cute that I found that I forgot I had so <laughs> I've actually been using those instead of like turning corners Ugh. on pages which I thought you would appreciate that I I'm do doing. appreciate that dog earring books makes my skin crawl <laughs> yeah, though I think I do need some more because I only have four, and so I did have to dog ear. Oh,
0: no. My other
1: quote. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so this quote is occurring when she's starting to get into, like, a routine uh, in the Wild Fey territory where she's, like, Going to the schoolhouse and helping with the settlement. And um, it says that she's like taking naps a lot and is really tired because, you know, she's her body is still healing from like the transition and that that was pretty common. And so the quote is, but I don't mind the sleep. Unconsciousness is a refuge from my thoughts. Oh. And the reason this is one of my favorite quotes is because again very relatable I find that when I fall like into depression that one of the symptoms and like things that I do is I sleep so much more I take so many naps yeah um as a way to like avoid having to do anything else avoid life like um and so when I read that I was like oh Again, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> uh so and notice like two of my favorite quotes are kind of in my favorite like section of that book.
0: Yeah. Of the
1: book, I think also not only because was it a very like enjoyable building of the relationship between Misha and Bree, which is one of the reasons why I liked this section so much, but also I was starting to really relate to Brie a lot more than I did in the previous book, Mm. too. Mm -hmm. Which I think is why that was also part of also part of the reason why that was, like, my favorite part of the book. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh! My next favorite quote. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just It and remembering. (laughs) So this comes much later in the book when um, Kane and Finn are telling Bree about like the history of the courts and how like the Sealy and Unsealy courts were formed. Yeah. Um. And
0: the story of Map.
1: Yeah, and how um like the Sealy thought that the unseelie were like tainted and like had very um like biased untrue opinions and thoughts about them and that they're evil and you know because of the darkness they're terrible blah 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 and so finn is saying that that like the Sealy like think that we're evil because of our our darkness um and then he also says and this is the quote but they don't understand that those of us who love the night revel in it because of how clearly it allows us to find even the smallest points of light.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. And I was just Uh like, ooh, shivers. (laughs) 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 Like, it's just such a beautiful quote, such a great way of demonstrating that, like, things that our society can think of as bad like the black and white is really like absolutely incorrect and a very poor way to view the world because actually like the unseely aren't bad at all um in terms like in comparison to seely like the light of the Seely Court doesn't make them better than the Unsealy Court because of their darkness. Like, Correct. Like, the obviously, like, good and bad amongst both of them.
0: It's almost like it's a metaphor for something.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, w- I wonder what it could be. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so my next favorite quote is the one that was your favorite quote about love and deserving love. Yeah. Um, and my last one is the one that I had to dog ear, which means that I can't find it as quickly because it's not noted specifically <laughs> where it is on the page. So, you will have to bear with me for a moment. Oh, never. Um, okay, so they are visiting Mab and talking to her in the underworld mm-hmm. um, and trying to ask her how the heck do we save the world, basically. Yeah. Um. And Mab says to Bree, and she mentions this multiple times, don't lose sight of that darkness in you. Let it serve the light. Mm-hmm. That, like, there are aspects to our personalities and belief systems and everything that might not be considered your typical good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't embrace them. And I think also for female characters, too, like, as women, we're always expected. Um, to yes. do certain things and be more empathetic and helpful and caring and kind and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there are a lot of other characteristics and aspects to people that are just as valid and should be celebrated and lived, etc. cetera. Um, and so I really liked that a lot and enjoyed that she finally like, came to terms with that in this book, too. I love that. Mm -hmm.
0: Congratulations. You picked really good quotes. Hey, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's because I'm just so amazing. Uh, Okay. Can I just tell you, when she set up the glass of soapy water as her booby trap, (laughs) I thought that was really funny. And at first, I thought it was because, way at the beginning of the book, right? When she's at Uh the inn, right? And at first, I thought it was because she was just mad at the orc for being part of the camps. And then, of course, I realized, because she wanted him to make a lot of noise when he was leaving, because she wanted to follow him. But, like, in my head, it was just retribution for (laughs) (laughs) Until it was proved otherwise, it was just retribution for just the fact that he worked there. And I thought that that was... Yeah. additionally hilarious
1: i know i was very unclear as to why it was soapy water like why i think it's just because she wanted to water.
0: drink the clean water and then all the other water she had was the soapy gotcha. water gotcha okay so um it's better than like peeing in the glass or something mm, yeah <laughs> well so
1: the beginning of this book um Was a little jarring to me because it literally, like, starts exactly from the end of the other book and you're just, like, right back in it. It's not like you get, I don't know, it just seems like with a lot of other series, it's not that exact moment still occurring as soon as you start the next book, um... Oh, so that, that was a little this. bit of like, oh right, this is where we are. This is right. Oh. Okay, let me get back into this. You sure. know, yeah.
0: No, I loved that about this. I, I mean, I like the other books too that make you wait for the updates. But like, oh, I was so happy that I we were just like, and go. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. much. It felt much more like a pause play than a pause start something else come back sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um,
1: I think maybe also part of why it was so drawing for me is because I didn't remember a lot of the details from Mm. the first book. Like, I remembered the very end of the the bonding and him tricking her and her dying and coming back and him getting the crown and her leaving in, like, the darkness, like, exiting the castle and she's a badass bitch with, like, her darkness surrounding her. Um, so, like, I remembered that, and that was good to get into the beginning of this first book, but as she's trying to, like, figure out where to go, and what to do next, and et cetera, that's where I was like, oh, shoot, like, I should have maybe reread this book, or, like, at least <laughs> listened to our podcast, um, to be able to get back into it as quickly as the author just dove back in right because sometimes you do have those books that at least give you a little bit more of a description of where we last left off like who some of the characters are and sometimes that can be annoying when you're like i read your other books like i already know why are you like re-giving me this information like i don't need this like right move on but in this book i needed that a little bit
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to see. So it was really funny. So when she's at the camp and she's like, um, she sort of, quote unquote, meets Misha for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they meet, but she just doesn't, like... Right. It's not, it's not like an official hello, my name is meeting. Um, it was funny because I had a tingling in my hat, head, in my far reaches of my memory, um, about when we talked to Lexi about the very little that we talked about of this book, that she mentioned that we would get to meet the king of the um, wild Fay, Oh. And that he was sort of her favorite to write. And so I oh had I been, forgot about that. So I had been really hoping that that's who we were meeting, but then it was also really funny because I couldn't remember what she had said his name was, but I remembered it started with an M. So this whole time I'm like reading this, but in my, the back of my head I'm like, it's M M M, m- <laughs> 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 and so I was like, I wonder if this is M. <laughs>
1: desperately trying to jog your memory and getting absolutely nowhere.
0: Yeah, because I could remember it was an M, but that was all I could remember. And I was like, ah, poop! <laughs> I totally understand why this was her favorite character to write. He, I would imagine. But that, that was also part of why I was so worried for so much of it. Like, is he going to turn out to be, like, a bad guy? Because, like, I could imagine oh. that that would be something really fun to write, is someone who is sort of ambiguous mm-hmm. and morally gray and... Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, know. I'm glad I didn't remember that then because <laughs> I did not... Like, yes, I questioned it a little bit, but it was... I very quickly trusted him based on many of his actions and so didn't really have that issue for the majority of the book.
0: Um, I trusted him, but I was really worried that my trust was going to be dashed upon mm-hmm. the rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, we've read enough books where I've put my trust in people <laughs> and they've, and they've let me down. Yeah. Um. But I loved, like, you know me, I'm a sucker for good banter. And I loved that their banter was just like mm-hmm. immediate. I was like, Okay. Yep. I'm here for it. There was a little part of me and it got, it was, it was already really little because I always wanted her to pick Finn and it kept getting smaller the longer the book went on. But there was a tiny part of me that was like, she and Misha would be kind of cute together. Like
1: I could see that. I know. Yeah. I I was almost like, oh, did, was all of the first book just like a... A huge prequel. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. And that this is actually where she's really going to grow and find like a healthy, good relationship. Yeah. And I'm totally fine that that's not what happened. But I was also very open to the possibility. But I
0: also remember Lexi said that this book would maybe, not maybe, would wrap up Bree's story, but that maybe we weren't done in this world. Oh, I forgot about that. Right? So I'm hoping that maybe at the very least we'll see. Right. Um, mm, maybe okay. we'll see some more Misha.
1: Yeah. Well, so what we've been referring to is we had the privilege of talking with Lexi Ryan herself, the author of this book. And so um, we have a podcast episode Speaking with her, it doesn't really spoil anything, but yeah. I'm hoping that if you're listening to this episode that you have already read the books anyways. Um right. So it was a really awesome conversation. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Yeah, you should go listen to it for sure. Um, uh, but, but yeah. oh my God, it broke my heart when we find out that he tried to, like, get Amira to love him.
0: I know. And that,
1: like, he was really interested in her too but yeah. she loved his sister and Yeah. I'm like what is it with these love triangles between siblings like <laughs>
0: I'm not really mm- well see the thing is it's not a love triangle so much right in right. their case cause it was an arranged marriage and he was trying to make her love him Right. as a result of it you know cause why not try to make the best of the situation you know Um, but I kind of like, I kind of like that they sort of reached the understanding that they reached. Like, I thought that that was really, um, interesting and sort of a beautiful thing, right? Is, is sort of, they realized what they could be to each other politically and that they could be very great friends, you know, and that didn't have to stop them from pursuing their own romantic interests or right, whatever. Right, I think
1: he was saying that she's his best friend, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um,
0: Which I'm like, oh my god, that's adorable. I love that so much.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It is, it really is. But I Way think, to make
0: the best out of the situation that you were handed. Like, Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I don't know what it is with the siblings, though. <laughs> that just, it makes it, like, a little more cringy than even, like, betraying your best friend or like having a a, you know hazy relationships where like one person is like into two best friends or something like that you know yeah Um, I don't know why with sibling it's it's just like uh, I have no clue why I feel that way (laughs) that's okay you're allowed to feel
0: however you feel whether you can justify it or not
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the fact that, like, she had sex with both Sebastian and Finn, I was like, oh. That, crin- that was cringy agree? for you? Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't care. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Alright. I
0: was like, get it, girl.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Whatever works for Actually, you. speaking of that, though, like... Um... I um What are you trying oh, to say? I got there. Don't worry. I I got back to it. I thought it was really interesting. Not only were the was the were the scenes in this one more descriptive than in the first book. Um But I also found it really interesting. So like so much of this book was sort of her realizing the differences between Bash and Finn and how Bash was so much more almost, you know, childlike than um, Finn was. And I thought it was really interesting that even in... (laughs) This is something, a weird thing that I sort of noticed. But even in the way that they had sex with her was very, it felt very, like, new to sex versus, like, more experienced, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, and it was such a weird thing for me to, like, realize as I'm reading this. But, like, it was just a weird, it was, like, I was, like, this, oh, this is just a continuation of here's how he's more mature than mm-hmm. Sebastian is. But, like, yeah like Sebastian just had sex with her right like but like Finn threw in some some additional stuff <laughs> you know, A wank um you know and it but it just it felt very much more like not that it's i don't know not that i don't think i think Finn like no uh bash like took care of her needs but, like, Finn took care of her needs. <laughs> you know? Like, it was just... I just thought it was a really interesting sort of sneaky way to keep tying in that theme. That hmm Yeah, was. I didn't
1: notice that. But now that you're saying that, yeah, I yeah. see that. Like, there's just so many different added layers to, like, seeing the differences, not even in just... Both of them, Bash and Finn, but also in her relationship with the two of them. Because not only is it that Finn is so much more mature, but that also translates into the relationships she has with both of them. Yeah. And, like, how much deeper and more intimate um, and real and, like, adult her relationship is with Finn versus Sebastian. Right.
0: Um, I also really thought that that was really well shown, even now looking back on the first book, I see more glimpses of that than I did when reading the first book. hmm Um, but again, I thought this was really shown with all of the times that, um, Finn gave her a choice or, like, immediately listened to her wishes, whereas bash was like no you'll understand you'll get it you'll 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 understand what i'm saying what i'm feel like and he just felt like oh if i can just talk long enough <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know there was something and i have problems putting words to these feelings that and i think Sebastian especially in this book is one of those instances where I just really struggle with him and his understanding of what he wants his relationship to be with her and how he talks to her yeah because it's not that he's necessarily a bad person but the way that he talks to her and has expectations about her their relationship and like what she should do right and And I don't know what it is exactly. If it's that um, he tells her a little bit more about what she should do. Because I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Um, So I can't figure out like why, like what it is specifically that I don't like about that and what makes me uncomfortable with it. Um, But that's just one example of I think similar... Relationships and yeah. interactions um, that I've seen throughout my life, both like personally and like pop culturally, pop culture. Yeah, <laughs> but like I can't like articulate what it is, nor do I know exactly what it actually right. is. Versus just like a feeling of discomfort. This is wrong. This is a little. Um,
0: it's it's a little bit like he. Toxic I mean, not even... it's not even. A little bit like, I mean, it's, it's the byproduct of he was never taught the right way to love somebody, right? Because clearly his mom gave zero fucks about him, you know, and like, and unfortunately for him, even the one person he thought had been his friend for forever was also still just, Using him is not quite the right word, but like using him, you know, like mm-hmm. um and um and I think I, I mean honestly, I think he did about the best you could expect <laughs> from somebody who was never one given limits and two taught how to properly treat any person around mm. you, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it, it could have, yeah. I mean, it could, he could have very easily gone off the, like, way further off the deep end, right? Like, he could have gone in the total opposite direction. And, like, I think that goes back to what you were saying about, like, I don't think he's a bad person, you know, like, and mm. I I agree, like, he truly did want to be helping, but he also just didn't have the tools to mm. he just didn't know how you know like yeah and so he did what he could with what he had and it doesn't mm. excuse it right mm-hmm. like hit, your burdens are you know how you react to them is is mm-hmm. on you but like he um he tried mm-hmm. and he definitely stumbled quite a few times, mm-hmm. you know, but like nobody yeah. makes the right choices all the time, you know, mm-hmm. so That's that was part of why he was, he was sort of a sneaky favorite of mine, even though there were many times that I was so mad at him, even in this book and I was like, even in my notes, I was like yelling at him and like swearing at him and I'm like, I think I called him a fuckhead at one point in oh, these notes okay. here, um, <laughs> but by oh, the end goodness. I was like. Wow, you really figured out what you needed to do for yourself mm-hmm. and for the greater good, and you did it. Like, not only did mm-hmm. you figure out what needed to happen, but then you, you actually took the step and did it. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, good job, <laughs> good job, buddy." Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I do want to go back to something that you said, and use that as a segue um to talk about Ryan is that how you pronounce his supposed best friend's name That's um, what I was saying. I don't know and... if it's I don't know
0: if it's true but that's yes that's what I was saying.
1: Oh my god. Like I at knew- first So at first when he like went with Sebastian to like the Unseelie Court I was a little surprised. I don't know why because he has always been loyal to Sebastian. Um but then I like immediately accepted it was like of course he's supporting him in his rule here like that's his mm-hmm. role and his duty. Um but then so I didn't expect like suspect anything until Finn was thinking that Juliana yep. was exactly up to no good and then I was like <laughs> this no doesn't, this she doesn't, doesn't feel right I in think, her neighborhood Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she got in one little fight
1: <laughs> Yep, <laughs> <laughs> got it yeah that I think um, you're pointing fingers at the wrong person
0: yeah as soon as as soon as they were like well who could it have been I was like oh I don't know That guy? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yep. And then as soon as
1: that scene happens where they get drugged, and, like, in her drugged state, she's not recognizing... That, like, he shouldn't be still standing, like, when she, like, yeah. wakes up and still thinks that and he's, And then she's, like, like, why is
0: he just standing in the corner? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it wasn't, yeah. a, like, why was he... I think initially she was, like, just trying to assess her surroundings, like, yes, Ryan's here. Yes, Sebastian's here. But then... And I was, like, oh, yeah, he's standing because he's not drugged. And then okay. when he walks up and starts talking to them, and then she's, like, oh... And I was like, girl,
0: <laughs> come on. You, I mean, we have to give her the benefit of the doubt. She was ridiculously drugged. Oh, no. I mean,
1: not, yes, of course, at that point. I meant, like, oh, figuring general. that out got sooner. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Got it, got it, got it. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, <laughs> not at that point. I mean, I don't know how she even functioned <laughs> to the extent that she did. Well, I guess it's because she had her shadow self, so. I mean, like, that's a pretty cool concept also. Having oh, I thought that a shadow was so cool. Self. Yeah. And, like, is that only part of her magic because that was, like, Mab's, like, something from Mab's line? Right. As, and so, like, some people from her line had that as part of their, their abilities, yeah. I guess?
0: Yeah. I would imagine probably, um... But, yeah, who knows? I liked I liked that a lot. It reminded me a lot of the, like, Peter Pan concept of shadows where they're, like, they're their own being and you have huh. to be, like, tied to them
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, or sewn, as it is in in Harry, in Harry Potter in Peter Pan. Um, oh, wait, totally so, I totally forgot about that. Right? Wendy sews his shadow back onto him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was a really cool concept as well. um, and the whole like getting that to be um getting that to be something <laughs> Have you lost the thought? looks
1: yeah, it's like gone. you have yeah it's gone um well i <laughs> i really liked that there were multiple times at the end where she realized that she needed to try to access it like she was past the point where she um because like she used to just like push it down and set it aside and pretend it didn't exist these and Her shadow self is also, like, representative of, like, aspects of herself that aren't as great as she would want and that she's, you know, kind of ashamed of and and doesn't want to acknowledge, which, again, I totally relate to. Um, (laughs) So I love that there was, like, that physical, I guess, aspect. Manifestation. Yeah, manifestation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but also that then once she like stopped just like suppressing it she couldn't immediately access her shadow self like when she was in the um like coffin yeah and it took her a long time to access her shadow self because Mm -hmm. she really had to embrace and accept and that's Not that she had to, like, fully embrace it or fully accept it, but that's different than just, like, realizing that it's maybe not as bad as you think it is to have whatever qualities about yourself. Um, And I thought that was really great because it's very true in real life um, in terms of, like, having to figure out how to deal with yourself and your all aspects of you. Um, because if you only do that part way, you can't actually access like all of who you are. Absolutely. And so I was like, wow, Lexi, you're just like really killing it in terms of. She crushed it with this book. Portraying real life issues in a way that's different and makes you potentially, at least I hope for some people that it made them maybe understand that a little bit more whereas for me it was just like yes i can see this process and it's something that i'm working on and so i really relate to it um but i hope that maybe some young girls who read that maybe for the first time started to get an inkling of the work and the the process and absolutely how to go about Um, being more accepting of themselves
0: yeah I also really liked that part because it was not only that she had to sort of acknowledge that part of herself, but she also had to put trust in her relationship with Finn, right? Like, she had to put that trust mm-hmm. that she wouldn't hurt him, you know? Like, and I thought that that was also a really great, um, I don't know if metaphor is technically the right word but like a really gr- great um metaphor for any sort of relationship because nobody gets anywhere by themselves, you know? Like even the people who are like I did this all by myself. I you know, it's like sure, like not to discredit all the work that you've put into it. Like you've certainly put in all this work, but nobody does anything by themselves, you mm-hmm. know, and it and it takes And this is, you know, it's, it's, it takes trust in the people around you to live a fulfilled and happy life, whether it's romantic people or friends or family or whatever, like you have to trust them and you have to trust yourself with them if, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, So I thought that was really beautiful, too, is not only did she have to sort of, you know, face all aspects of herself, but she also had Mm -hmm. to put her trust in their relationship. Although there was a very brief second when she kept pulling stuff that I was like, girl, be uh, careful.
1: I was I almost thought it was going to be a. um, Oh, I don't know that I would potentially spoil. um. one of the SJM books if okay. you know what I'm talking about
0: I don't but oh. we can talk about it later
1: Okay well I, oh, yes. I was really oh scared yes. I was yes. really scared that it was going to be one of the, like that that was going to happen yeah. um and if you know you know but it took me a second goodness, but I got there. Yes. yes
0: yes exactly I I was like girl you you I I'm glad you're trusting this bond but also girl <laughs> <laughs> be careful I know yeah. I was there, I think I even have a note somewhere. I was like, if Finn dies, this is... No. <laughs> um, also... Oh, yeah. I said, oh, fuck. If she accidentally kills Finn, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Also, um, if you could stop fidgeting with your microphone cords. No. St- no, because it's starting to make, like, sometimes, like, a really crinkly noise that I can... Here, which means I that do what it- I want. Okay. Well, if you don't want goodish sound quality for our episode, that's fine. <laughs> no.
0: I'd actually like it to sound as crappy as possible. So.
1: Oh, okay. Um, well, maybe
0: we need to get on the same page with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, can I tell you? I had this whole moment when we found out that she was. A child of Mab. Um, And um, I was like, whoa. And I was a little bit right in this prediction and I was a little bit wrong. Okay. Oh, okay. I was was a little bit right in the fact that the voice that she had been hearing was Mab, like, talking to her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nice. But then I was like, is Mab somehow... Like her mom? I was like, it's so like, then I went off like a way crazy deep end. And then I was like, oh, no, she's not her mom. But maybe because then I forgot that she um, had other chill. Like, I forgot she didn't. It wasn't just the son that died. Um, And so then I was like, maybe the baby didn't really die when what's his face? Poisoned the other lady, and like they they snuck the baby off into the like <laughs> I went like way off the deep end. <laughs> so that part in a was very obviously.
1: wrong direction.
0: I mean, all I mean, not very wrong because it's technically what happened. It was just not with that baby, right? Like
1: true, it was
0: generations and generations before, after. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Well. I I was saying like generations and generations before Brie, this oh.
0: sure, sure, sure. baby yes. was um got it. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Brought into the human world. Um, yeah. But I was really proud of myself for being like, oh, I wonder if that voice she's been hearing is Mab, like pointing her I in did the right not, direction.
1: Yeah, I did not get that at all. And I was so confused as to how she could possibly be A child of Mab. Like, I was like, (laughs) I am really going to have to wait and see how they, (laughs) like, how this comes to fruition, because I am not anywhere near understanding how this is possible. (laughs) (laughs) But once you read it, it makes sense. Yeah. Especially because there's so many hints, too. Like that, yeah. you that I didn't realize. Like, oh, there's a mention of, like, when she was with the wild mm-hmm. in the wild fae territory. Like the, I don't know if it was the teacher or the woman who worked in the infirmary was like mentioning something about a prophecy and how she thought like Bree was part of it. When you find out that that's the same prophecy that Sebastian thought that like he was the promised child, and then um, oh, like mentions <laughs> of like well. That Finn like knew his father's power really well, and that hers didn't fully seem like Oberon's power, right? And like, uh, and mentions of like, how can you be this strong? And like, when you transitioned from a human to fae, like,
0: most like some people sleep for a week, like, right? And you, you were able that? to like, like use
1: power mm-hmm. right away, and yeah, so. Like I should have seen something like this coming, right, and I knew that I knew that there was something more, like I was picking up on these hints of like there is more to this story and who she is, but I had no idea what that would actually translate into right, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Were there any other instances where you had predictions in this book um, and they were somewhat right? Because I, I found that that was not something that I could do very well in this book. And that there were multiple instances where I was very surprised by like what happened next or what decisions some of the characters were making and like yeah. what some of the options were to, available to them.
0: Let's see here.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, especially the end of the book. Like, I had questioned um, her necklace at the beginning. I was like, oh, I wonder if uh, Sebastian gave her this necklace so that he could track her... um Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it turns out that that wasn't the case. Yeah. But I totally did not see the whole, like, it's actually a bloodstone. No. Especially when they were like,
0: it's a firestone. I was like, great, cool, check, done. Totally
1: (laughs) accepted that as true. Yep. But also then was like, but is it also a way for him to track her? And she's just screwed because she's keeping it instead of getting rid of it. Right. Turns no. out that, that was not the case. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I totally was just like, yep, hook, line, and sinker. Totally believed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I really made many other predictions. Hmm. Um, I love that Finn gave her a home. Oh, my gosh. That. Like,
1: that was just moment, a- I was just like... Oh. It It was so... <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. And again, just demonstrated the difference in their relationship and what he would do for her and who he right. is as
0: a person. And... And because and the thing is, is, like I don't doubt that Bash would have tried to give her a home, right? But he... Just promised it to her. Like, Finn was just like, oh, and by the way, <laughs> this is already done and it's yours. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And
1: it was also like his favorite place yeah. in his kingdom and probably should have been like his
0: home. But he was Especially like. Especially as he was realizing that he was probably not going to be living in the palace. Yeah. Exactly. Like, absolutely. But he
1: was giving her a home, even if it didn't include him. Correct. Whereas Sebastian was like I wanted to give you a home
0: with me. But
1: like it had to include him in it. Correct. Like there was a stipulation. Absolutely. Where there wasn't with Finn at
0: all. Oh my gosh. There were so many tropes in here that I was like yes. Heck yes. Okay. So the first one let me let me get out the trusty dusty trusty dusty. Mm, I'm losing it. Um, Well that's debatable because I thought you already
1: lost it, but you know
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> um. So the first one. Oh, I don't know why I put trope after this because I don't really think this is a trope. It's mm. just Misha being funny. Um. it's when he makes a joke, they find her in the stables and he like makes a joke and he's like, um, then they like bring her back. And then all of a sudden she's in his room and she's like, where are we? He's like, we're in my room. And she's like, whoa. And he's like, first of all, chill. Like (laughs) I don't take unwilling females to my bed, but also even if you were feeling willing, like, (laughs) I don't care for bed partners who smell like dung. <laughs> and then she's like, rude. And he's like, I mean, it's it's true. <laughs> well, I think that is
1: part of a trope, though. Like, you've definitely seen that before, where all of a sudden, and it's usually a guy rescuing a girl from something, yeah. and they, whether they become unconscious or fall asleep or whatever, and then all of a sudden they wake up in his bed, either in his clothes, because he had to undress her, because, True. like, whether she was True. injured, and so he had to remove something to, like, do the injury aspect, or super dirty, so he gave her, like, clean clothes while she was sleeping, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh my god, where am I? I'm in some guy's bed, like, oh my god, what happened? That's yeah. totally a trope. So, um, I think you okay, were great. Perfect. right on that point, um. and I am recalling, from our conversation with Lexi that she loves tropes and like playing on tropes and using them like in her writing. If at least I think I'm remembering that correctly. We definitely talked about tropes in our conversation with her, but, um, that is a good
0: one. What other, um, so then let's see here. Um, Also, just as a quick side note, just because we're already talking about sassy Misha, like, oh my, like I know we've talked about this so many times. I love good banter, Mm -hmm. and he, um,
1: yeah, their
0: relationship, (sighs) like
1: him and Bree, their friendship that they have, and the way that they interact
0: is so great, so entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they were. It was fantastic. Um, let's see. So I have a couple of those, too. Um, um, like when she was calling his magic creepy and he was like, thanks. Like in her <laughs> head. He's like, I can hear you. And she's like, right. shit. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. This one I just wrote. I adore sassy Misha. Let's see here. Yeah. Well, also, there were just,
1: like, multiple instances where he, like, commented on, like, ooh, that's delightful, or I love, like, how deliciously deviant, or something. Like, it was always something where you would expect the comment
0: to be the opposite of what he was saying. Yes.
1: And I loved that. Oh,
0: this part <laughs> is when he set up the meeting with Finn. Um Uh... <laughs> And he um <laughs> and she shows up and Finn's like, um, <laughs> and Finn's like, "Hey, you said the princess was no longer in residence and Misha's like, "Oh, did I? I stand corrected. She's right here like, <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that was great.
0: <laughs> oh, he was like, "Oh shoot, oops sorry there she is. Oh, yeah oh
1: wow, what a, I am so
0: shocked. <sighs> Okay, and then let's see what else. Um, Then, so, I don't know. I just just loved Misha so much. I thought he added a really great Mm -hmm. facet to the whole books. Okay, so let's see. Back to tropes. Let's see what other tropes did I write down in here. I wrote like three of them down. Where is the other one? Oh, okay. So, all of a sudden, he's talking about traveling to see the high priestess. And he's like, we're going to have to pretend to be in a relationship. And I was like, ah, yes. Oh. Fake relationship. Hell, yes. I was like, yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, uh, that thank is you.
1: a really great trope.
0: And I was like, fake relationship. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. 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 Oh, my
1: God. That is, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is such a great trope. So true.
0: And then they get there and they get to Juliana's house and she's like, I have two separate rooms. And then Finn's like, no, we'll share a room. And I was like, oh, there's only one bed. There's only one bed. Yes. Like, I was like, yes, perfect. I love it. And then they go out on the horse and there's only one horse. Yes. I was like, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, it was just like one right after the other, and I was like, "Thank you very much, Lexi Ryan, for just like <laughs> sneaking all of those in there." I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, so oh, great. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself, mostly here. I have a note that I think is Bash talking to Bree. And he's like... um he's like talking to her about going to the underworld and he says, I can accept your anger and your mistrust of me. I earned it. I can accept any confusion you feel about us right now. And then he goes, I can even forgive you for letting him touch you. And I wrote, I can forget you. I can forgive you for letting him touch you. You barf. <laughs> this was right in the middle of the, I'm so done with bash. Like I don't even give a fuck part mm, of mm-hmm. my journey with bash through this story. Gotcha. Um, but you obviously came out on the other side. Yeah, I mean, he's still not the choice for Bree by any means. But like, I'm, I'm ready for him to live a good life and and fix things in the Sealy Court. And mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I
1: almost want him and her sister. Ah, uh, yes,
0: to be yes, a thing.
1: Because especially now that he's human and she's yep. human, so they're going to have, like, the same lifespan. Yep, I had the yeah. same thought. So I'd be very interested to see if that... If that's
0: what's in the next books, too? Yeah, if that yeah. will happen. Um, and then, what did I write? So then my next note... Uh, yeah, so she's asking him to dissolve the bond, right? Like, she's like, this is going to be the best thing to do is, like... Especially before I go on this trek that is probably pretty dangerous here, like um and he's like You need to let me go. I'm like bash, just fucking let her go <laughs> And then he's like You ask too much and he's like and then he goes You're mine, Abriella. I found you first and I was and I wrote back <laughs> wrote back my note my note was fuck you bash you selfish fuckhead (laughs) oh my god yeah the amount of times
1: that he was like I think maybe that's part of it too is he would always say something like you have to give us another chance yeah like it was very I am telling you what you need to do Yeah, in the way that he framed what he was saying to her
0: absolutely I think
1: yeah Um, I also just wanted to comment on a completely different subject. Love it. Uh, Every time Lark came to Brie in her dreams. Yeah. After she left, I was just like, why can you please speak in plain words? I don't know what just happened and what you're trying to communicate. And it's driving me crazy. (laughs) Like, I already know I am not an efficient riddle figure-outer, and so figure I, really outer. Just, Got it. I really just can't do it with all of these, like, seer, prophecy I don't know, type prophecy things? way yeah. of speaking in riddles and
0: not straightforward at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. Um, and I just have gotten to the point where I'm just like, they're either going to tell me or they're not. And I just can't...
1: I know I can't figure it out, so
0: I'm just not even
1: going to, (laughs) like, ruminate on that. Like, I already just know it's a thing. I I just have to let it... I just have to let it go. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) I guess I need to get to that point, and I'd probably
0: be a lot more content. Yeah. It's just... um, Yeah. I just... Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know about you... But I think we already covered a lot of what I had in my notes. So I don't know
0: that I actually have anything else that I want to discuss. So I have so many notes. It's so funny. I have so many notes about how Finn, like, gives her her own choices. And, like, like, when they're kissing, like, the first time they kiss in this book. And she, like they kiss for a little bit and then she like pushes him away and he like immediately backs up and he immediately like doesn't try to reach for her and doesn't try to like f- force her. It isn't quite the right word. Cause like, mm-hmm. yes, Bash was trying to force her with like words. Thankfully it wasn't actions <laughs> cause that would have been much yeah. harder to come back from. But True. like, um, like he just doesn't he, he's just he's immediately like okay like even if he doesn't want it to be how that goes he's like got it like and then even when they're talking about um when they're traveling to the underworld and he's like hey by the way there's this pool under there that if you want you can dissolve the bond and she's like i could do that and he's like only if you wish and she like asks so many questions and like his only response is like only if you wish like only mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if I wasn't already in love with you, there it is. Like, that's yeah. it. That's so
1: true that throughout this book, that's all he ever did. Yeah. I was, mean, that's... Hey, like, I have this, there's this option. Yeah. Do
0: with it what you will. Yeah. I mean, that's... We even saw glimpses of that in the first one, right? Like, when she's drugged and they're in the shower and he... And she's, like, begging him and he's like, I want to, but... No, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just always sort of the 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 uh, fin that we see, you know. Yeah. In comparison to Sebastian
1: having Ryan drug her in attempts to have her bond with him. Correct. Yeah. I forgot about that until now.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And then my last few notes are just like. Bash finally doing something right! Exclamation point, exclamation point. And that's when he killed Ryan. Like oh, shows up behind him and yeah. Kills him. Uh-huh. I'm like, heck yeah. And then my last note is Bash coming in clutch with the redemption. Good job. When he, <laughs> when he pulled her into the, or not pulled her, but took her into the river room cave. I think there was a cavern. I think (laughs) there was a cavern. I I could not think of the (laughs) word. River room. (laughs) I was so... Alright. We have now determined
1: that a cavern that has a river in it is now called and should ever moving forward be called a river
0: room. Yes, it's the river room. Yes. Um, And then like, you know, he took her in there and he's like, it's really funny that you still have this because you've had... And he's, like – and he has finally learned and is taking his first steps towards actually, like, giving her the choice that she needs, right? And he's, like, are you sure you don't want this? And she's, like, yeah, there, like, I – there's more I need to do here. Yeah. And then he's, like, okay, got it. And he – like, I was, like – Yeah, I
1: think that was the first – the first time he – actually like gave her a choice and was really thinking about her like yeah the refugee camps that was more about him trying to win her back so it was actually about him and what he wanted and I mean
0: I, I don't doubt that he didn't want like I have no doubt that he was upset that the children were still in these camps like I have no doubt about that but like yes the biggest driving force behind that was her
1: Right. Well, but it wasn't about like doing something good for her just because of that. It was so that he could get her back right. and like Wait, earn right, her right, trust. Right. Right. And cuz like even up until right before that final scene before the epilogue um in the river room. <laughs> yes. Uh even still he's like I can't have Finn around. Like he's still making demands and like I still you need to give us a chance. And then all of a sudden, he finally, like, really grows up and realizes that, okay, I have this opportunity, I can help her become Mm -hmm. human again if she wants to, and if not, then I have another way to help, like, our world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, though, that I can't remember at what point this is. Oh, I think it was the day or night before they make it to the underworld and talk to Mab, where I was like reading and I was looking at how much of the book we had left and just thinking about, wait a minute don't so many more things have to happen before the end of this book and knowing that this is a a duology so it's not like they're gonna like leave us hanging
0: right how is everything gonna fit (laughs) yes I had that thought too and then I was worried that either things were going to go unfinished or things were going to be resolved and it wasn't going to feel right like they Mm. weren't but like i think she somehow managed she tied it like i feel you like feel she content? tied everything mostly everything up in a in a nice little bow and i feel content and happy and like the kids are waking up lark is fine uh jazz is in fairy with um brie like like, it just I was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you just tied up all the loose ends. And I don't feel like you were just like scrambling. Like, I feel yeah. like it was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Good
1: yeah, job. I, I think for me. By the end of the book. I was like that, but like maybe a chapter or two or three before the final chapter and epilogue, I was a little still like, oh, this is what's this is too fast. Like this feels um, not rushed, but like, I don't know how I'm going to get to the end and it's going to feel like a good end. But she definitely did that. I agree. She
0: did it. Way to go. Way to go, Lexi. (laughs) I feel like since we've talked to her one whole time that I I get to for sure call her by her first Mm. name now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely have that privilege.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure I was calling her by her first name in our first podcast when we had yet to have talked to her, but um, now for sure, I've, I, mm-hmm. um, we're besties. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, anything else to add to this podcast? I don't think so. All right. Well, as always, you can find all of our podcasts on. Um, no, I messed that whole thing.
1: Up. Apple, Spotify, yeah, thank you. Uh, I forget all the other, most well, other <laughs> apps and places that you can find podcasts. <laughs> right. And then we, we are will also most likely be
0: <laughs> on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Pod, and uh, we have our email, which is uniquely portable magic podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.